showing people news sorry. on the phone, sorry. dude. We're doing sorry. a podcast. Sorry. What are you doing, Trevor? Sorry. Do we need to start over? Yeah. Oh, are you paying attention? I'm paying attention now. Go ahead. Uh, we don't have to start over. Hey, everybody. Hey, Jason. <laughs> we started over anyways. Yeah. Welcome back to Off the Crossbar. Thanks. I'm Jason. There's Trevor and Matt. Hey. I actually have a surprise for this week. Oh, what's your surprise? I got new socks. Oh, look at those. <laughs> They're blue. Those are the worst socks I've ever seen. Do you like for my socks? <laughs> For those of you who can't see, <laughs> literally Matt everybody has, except for Jason and I has uh, some Inter Milan themed socks on. Black and blue hoops. He wore them in honor of. Trevor. They don't. They don't wear hoops. They're stripes. They do actually wear hoops. I looked it up on the internet. They might wear hoop socks. Hoop but, socks. But they were striped okay. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna find black, yeah, blue, like vertical stripes. My kid didn't, my kid didn't get here yet, so yeah. <laughs> Got to look for those Chinese knockoffs. I'm gonna go full kit, like shorts and the shirt and everything. We do should have a full kit wanker episode. We should, dude. That'd be awesome. Oh boy! I'll be right back. I'm gonna go change. Do you have a full kit? Uh, more or less, yeah. For who? Arsenal? No, no, Arsenal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have shorts and socks. Bean's and got shirt. all of uh, Olave's old shorts. Yeah. That's awesome. Because nobody else wore the same size shorts as Olave, <laughs> so he just, the equipment guy got kind of gifted them to him. Yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to tell that story or not. I don't know. Oh, well, it's out there. Bean and Olave are similar sizes, except Bean is shorter. Yeah. He's got By a considerable amount. Yeah. Big muscular thighs like Olave. Yeah. This is awkward. Speaking of Olave, uh, that other guy that played when Olave was here, Fabian Esmindola. Uh, it appeared at the same time. Don't give me that skeptical expression, Trevor. <laughs> I'm just I'm curious where you're going with this. He played against us. Who? Spindola? Yeah, Spindola. Oh, DC United! Da, 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 da. Let's talk about the DC United match. Uh, good segue, nice. guys. That, that was, was fun. That was good. Yeah. That was a Serie A quality segue. Yeah. We could be on BN Sport with segues like that. I actually just finally signed up for BN Sport and those other sports. It's yes. awesome. There's no HD on Comcast for me. Yeah, so. that that's my favorite part, actually. I love the standard def. It's so I don't have to see all those ugly Italian kits. Yeah. In, like, glorious HD. They'll have HD probably before the season's over, though. That'd be lovely. It's up to Comcast. Yeah. Bean Sport has been very vocal about them, saying it's available to everybody. It's just up to them whether or not they broadcast it. I'm sure there's money involved. Yeah, yeah, as long as they don't dump H2, and that's sort of the reason I have cables, so. H2? Yeah, it's history, too. Well, it's not really history, but <laughs> the one with ancient history, aliens. History, in air quotes. H- yeah, ancient H- aliens and that other show with Giorgio Tsakalas. Uh Who? Giorgio. The aliens. Oh, was that him? Yeah, yeah I that's didn't him. know his name, I just knew it was the aliens. I know it's man. such a Greek name, I don't know. Obviously you do. Yeah. I love. I read about him that he has like no expertise in aliens whatsoever or well, history. Well, he yeah, kind of winged it for the show and it stuck. Yeah, that that's in. That's the whole point of the show. Anyways, so, obviously having so expertise like, in those things is sort of like being a DC United player. It might seem like you're doing good things, and you meet somebody who's actually good at what they do, and well, all of a sudden you're irrelevant. You like that segue, Trevor? Yeah, it was pretty good. That was pretty solid. Yeah. It was. It was. It was... People accuse us of getting off track, so sometimes I feel like we have to tie it all together so they understand. Force it a little bit, sometimes? No. That was a fun match. Yeah, that was. 
Oh yeah, Trevor wasn't there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about it. Did you not rewatch it or face. anything? Did you get to watch it at all? No. How depressing for I'm, you. Yeah, I'm yeah, for your life. really upset about it, actually. You should just kill yourself. No, I probably kidding. won't, oh. but... <laughs> I think that might be a little too timely. Too. <laughs> yeah. Don't joke about that, people. Yeah. Sorry. We'll edit that out of the show. I don't think we actually will. Have we ever edited anything out of this show? Well, none of us have had, like... You know. Extremely racist moments. Or yeah. Oh well. Jokes about suicide Most or. <laughs> no, no. Your joke, was, your your references were not extremely racist. It was casual racism, which is almost as. Bad. Which is a okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here on off the crossbar, we keep our racism casual. <laughs> Just kidding. Racism's so, not okay. So, are we getting canceled by NBC yet? No. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a fun match. Yeah. That was um, a fun 25 minutes. I think the rest of the match was kind of fun, too, but yeah, no, not nearly as fun. Boring matches are okay when you're up 3-0. Yeah. So should we tell Trevor what happened? See, here's the thing. I know what happened. We won. I know that the one thing that I've been looking forward to ever since, like, probably the middle of last season finally happened, Matt and I wasn't at the, the stadium naked. to see it. What? I said Matt didn't come to the game naked. No, that's not what I was talking about. Oh. I was talking about Plata scoring on a header. Oh, yeah. It's one thing that I have desperately wanted to see. You're not the only one. And a Chris Schuler brace. Yeah, I wasn't there. That's also something. You know, that's actually why Plata scored. I've wanted to see Schuler score with his feet. I don't think he has before DC United, has he? Yep, playoffs. LA last year. Did you not watch the playoffs either? I did watch the playoffs. Oh, good. Uh, Just thought he scored both of them. Man, that game. Nope. Okay. That game was awesome. We had, everyone played good. Like, we can't really criticize anyone in that game. Yeah. Who played bad for us? Uh, Bobby and Espindola could have done a little more for us. I mean, I guess Garcia <laughs> could have scored a goal. Yeah, and I mean... But he put himself that. in really good places, and he tracked back to defend really well. Yeah, it's, it, it's not like it was a perfect, absolutely perfect game from us, but it was good enough that nobody really has been any in a fault. while. That was good enough. We only, we only beat him by three goals, but... Well, I mean, it was a really good game. That's an acceptable performance. Luke was awesome. Yeah. He just keeps making us eat crow. I know. Uh, More <laughs> me about it, like, oh, everyone's overrating Luke because he's new. He comes out and you're like, okay, maybe maybe people were on to something. Yeah, this, this is guy. like the third match in a row that's happened. Yeah. Uh, which is a little distressing. It's a trend. Yeah, we... We can't admit defeat today, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a bummer when all of our midfielders just keep getting better. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of midfielders, Kyle Beckerman was really good. Yeah. Ned was good. I say I'm struggling to like really Reese talk about good. the match because it just we everything clicked. Ass. We kicked ass. I mean, it's the most complete performance we've had this season, right? Uh, Toronto might have been better. Um, more dangerous, maybe, but I think this was actually a better performance against a better team. Toronto is a team DC's that better. Burn. Uh, I think DC is a team that knows each other, that you know, knows itself as a team better. Uh, In Tor- the standings, they're much better. Yeah, it, not much. They're only like two spots ahead. I thought DC was second. Toronto's fourth. Not leading the East, but doing really well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but yeah. but, but still, when we beat Toronto, the they the were they were kind of struggling, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, when we beat Toronto, they were 
undefeated. That's right. Yeah, oh, remember really? they started the season like three, was hyping three them, like, wins. Oh, Toronto. Oh, and they played yeah. us and we like, stopped them. Teeth in. Yeah, not not unusual they, for us, but is it? We is, like that. Like when teams are on a hot streak, we love to beat those teams. Is it only that we just beat good teams? <coughs> is that who we are? I think maybe we get complacent against. Yeah. As long as we can beat good but teams, but we don't always we it. don't always beat good teams. Cough, yeah. Seattle, cough. Yeah, Seattle's awful. Well, well, that was what Ramondo wasn't there. Atanella wasn't. I mean, yeah, Edmund that was, wasn't there. That, that was, was the first game without them. First yeah. game without all of them. And it was kind of a big adjustment against a team that was really good. And yeah, still really good. We won six nil last night. Yeah, well, against <laughs> Chicago. Against a six nil is impressive, no matter what. And it wasn't Chicago's B team. It was. I mean, playing Laurentowitz at center back was a really weird thing to do. Yeah. But... He used to be such a great defensive midfielder. He's still a good defensive midfielder. He's still, like, not bad. He's just not yeah. a great center back. Well, he's, yeah. he's... It's like playing Kyle Beckham at a center back, right? I didn't watch the match, obviously, but... It was just a... Can you imagine was... that? Is it Yollop? That's Yollop, right? Or Clopas? Yeah, that's Yollop. Uh, it was a very frank Yollop thing to do. It was dumb. What, just like, this guy could play defense, so we'll put him at center back. Yeah. yeah. That'll definitely work out. Unless <laughs> oh, has been really good getting back and defending, so I think we should actually play him at left I mean, back it this made, game. <laughs> it would have made more sense to put him at a full back at center back. Yeah. Hey, Lorenowitz? No, to put a full back at center back. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. He was a disaster. Yeah, I'm sad I didn't watch and it. And Kenny Cooper was amazing. He had like two goals and two assists. Yeah, if, if Kenny Cooper is running riot on you, you've got problems. So that's the team we get to play this weekend. And that DeAndre Yedlin kid still there. Yep. I was really hoping he'd be gone for this coming game, but... No, he'll be back. He didn't play last night, I don't think, did he? No. But... And so now we have to... Dempsey will be back. Marshall, will be, Marshall didn't play last night. Marshall's oh. been like one of the best players in the MLS. That is year. so weird. What Chad Marshall? Yeah, he plays well for Ziggy. I mean, he did the same yeah. in Columbus. But he's he's not he's been, been a bad pretty bad the last couple of years. He's fallen off a lot the last couple of years, and then all of a sudden he's really good again this year. Because I would disagree with that a people, little bit. When people when Seattle traded for him, everyone was like, "Well, he's you know he's kind of washed up. He's a little old." Yeah, and he's kind of yeah, ugly. but he I, has a stupid bald head. Looks I like guess I just wouldn't say he's ever been one of the worst center backs in the league. Like no, he, he's always been he in the been, top half of good center but, backs. But what I'm saying, league. he's gotten worse the last couple. Yeah, of years. he has. I'm saying he's gotten worse from being like the MVP of the league. Yes, year, and I would say. agree with that. And he scored a goal against us. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. Is that DC? Are we done with DC? Yeah, I mean, is there anything else to say, really? Like, we were good. We scored just quality goals. We were good on set pieces. Really good. We were good defending set pieces. Yeah, it was It was just good overall. Defend. Oh, Nick Armando. Gotta talk about that. Yeah, he got that shutout record. and Goodbye, whatever that guy's name is. Who had it before? Kevin Hartman. I didn't really want to say it. I knew it, but I just didn't want to say it. Oh, sorry. I couldn't remember his name. I was going to say Maybe Jimmy Maybe we can Nielsen edit again. that part out. Why? Just joking that we would edit Kevin Hartman's name out and not. Oh, well, that bleeps it. That's not really editing. That's overlaying, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Then we don't have to break our streak of not editing. Yeah. Yeah. Live and uncut. Mm, not really live. Raw and uncut. Raw. That's a good word. Yeah. Off the crossbow. Raw and uncut. We're going to sell this to the Howard Stern station. We're not making station. a porno. 
Well, no, it's like we're, it's a radio just, station name. Yeah. We swear occasionally. Thanks, Jason. What's your problem? I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I say oh. we. Yeah, really, it's like me very occasionally. Me regularly. Jason on the reg. On Matt, the I reg. Think on once. the reg. On the reg. On yeah. the, is that something actual people say? That's how some like, actual people have said. <laughs> Well, this this is going nowhere fast. Uh, yeah, Ramondo got that record, which is cool, but it didn't have a lot to do. Oh, how about those fullbacks? Yeah, it, w- oh, it was interesting. Um, Out of position. Uh, Salcedo Car- was amazing. Yeah, and that the I know I've said that a lot, thing, but it's still relevant. So his best qualities came out when he was cutting inside. You know, when when yeah. our defenders were pushed up, that's just. I mean, he's obviously going to excel in those moments because he's better centrally. Yeah. Uh, but he was a good, you know, right back. And he, he was, like, all over the place effort-wise. I yeah. Mean, threw himself into every challenge. And yeah, and at right back, you don't have to worry so much about getting yourself <coughs> sent off for this. Yeah. Center back, it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. He spent a little less time in the box, so. Yeah, and that, I think, actually benefited him a lot. Uh, it was a good way to get him playing time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's something he's lacking. And he's, he's a player, probably top of the list of players who should be getting more player time than they are. Uh, in an ideal world, but I'd, I still don't know who he'd replace. Yeah, Except that, that's the thing. Like, maybe I, I don't know that he If he could play left back, would you take him over winger? If he could play like that at left back? Um, I don't know. I, I, I thought winger's actually picked up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, he has. Too, I just asked so. him. I don't think I'd take him over him, but he'd definitely be an option on the bench. To I think take Carlos is a player who will have a lot to contribute next year. Because if we lose a defender to the expansion draft or we don't re-sign somebody, there'll be a lot of space for him. Yeah. He's just got to be patient. Can you imagine Schuler and Salcedo? Yeah. I mean, then we get Schuler in a more optimal position where he's not pushing forward as regularly. Yeah. Yes, yes Trevor? Nothing. Talk about it later. Did you have a, an exciting a moment last night just, in bed? No, a thought just came to my head. Say it. And No, it's completely irrelevant right now. I'll say it when it is relevant. You're inside the circle of trust, Trevor. <laughs> Share your thought. Nothing leaves this, this room. <laughs> um, Except the stains on your socks. Wow. You said your socks. Expensive. Those are not mine. No, I'm, I'm actually going to gift these to you when we're done. <laughs> Oh, okay. I want to see you wear them at the next RSL game. Uh, not going to happen. But are you going to be there Saturday? Or do you I have, uh... will take a picture of them on fire for you, if you like. <laughs> yes, I will be there on Saturday. You really hate these socks? Don't forget, everyone. Uh, I don't hate those socks that much. I just know why you bought 1230 them. 1230 kick on Saturday. It's going to be hot. Yeah, hot and heavy and... And important. Mm. Bring your singing voices. I guess. Because those ECS douchebags will be in town. Some of them are kind of cool. Anyone I cool coming in? I should see if I can in? get Aaron on the phone. Aaron Riley? The, yeah. The sonar guys? That yeah, yeah, talk to him. We could interview him for the show. Jason's uh, setting up interviews for this show right now. Yeah, planning shit ahead of time is real overrated. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I'm wearing it's my unnecessary socks over my pants now. Because I want Trevor to see Were well, we going to have the Trey glory. this week? I think we talked to him about that, but I can't Did remember. We? I don't know. I, I think he's had a busy it, so. week for some reason. For some reason? Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I think that's DC. I think we should move on to 
That little friendly we had on Tuesday. <coughs> Where we played... Uh, Cholos! Ch- Cholos? Are you, are you purposefully trying to be racist here? Uh, it's not... It's not, it's not I don't think that's racist, is it? I don't know. Your defensiveness I, in this I regard have, makes I, me think it probably is. Okay, here's the thing. I the have... knows racism. It's Trevor. Never mind. The Syria watcher. Maybe that's what it is, is Trevor's not actually racist. He's just trying to increase his chances of becoming the president of the Italian <laughs> Football Association <laughs> by making people think he's racist. That was a good one. <laughs> not bad. No, um, yeah, we played Tijuana. <laughs> yep, and it was it was wet, wet and coldish. Those drops of rain were kind of cold. I know you me, guys weren't there, but they were big and cold. Let me ask you this. Okay. Trey went on record on Twitter as saying that that was... Trey, the VP of communication, of course. The operator of the Real Salt Lake Twitter feed. Yeah. For the most part. Um, tweeted that it was, no, somebody else tweeted saying, quoting him, whatever. He said it it had never rained that much at Rio Tinto during a match. Oh, that Atlanta match. I was at Atlanta match last year that was bananas amounts of rain. Pretty sure you were there too. Yeah, I was there. That was a monster. Would you say Atlanta was more wet or as wet or less wet? It was probably as wet. This was well, and the well, thing about Atlanta, though, is Atlanta was, like, a monsoon for the whole match. That's it wasn't, true. It wasn't, like, intermittent rain. It yeah. was just rain. And yeah, rain and the rain, rain kind of came and went for this one. You can tell it's a slow news week, because we're talking about weather. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually rain. sure why we are, but... Well, no, because I saw that, and I was like, mm, that's got to be either really wet or... It could statistically have been more rainfall. Statistically. Yeah. Matt facts. Matt stats. There you go. Hashtag my stats. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. They measure those things, so it's possible. We'll look it up. Yeah. I don't think we will. No, we won't. It might have been, like, the most in a day. Because if I remember, that match was not, like, we did not expect it to be that wet. Are we talking about Tijuana or Atlanta? Atlanta. Yeah, no, we definitely didn't. I think we expected rain, but not, like... Buckets? Yeah. Buckets from zero to 90 and then stopping. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, there was a rather unfortunate injury in that match. <laughs> John Sturzer. He's a broken tibia? Uh, fractured tibia. Fractured uh, appa- tibia. Apparently has undergone surgery successfully. So that's a relief. Yeah. He didn't, like, lose his leg. No. And that's good because it means he could play again. And I'm sure he will. Eventually. Yeah, but give him three to four months. Uh, and the season will be over, so oh, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, he'll he'll come back next season and hopefully he doesn't get another unfortunate injury. Yeah, he's... It's a bummer about him because he's another player that... I, I don't know who he'd replace, but I think he is... He hasn't had a bad match. He is a yeah. very good player. Me yeah. and I were talking about him the other day. Like, There's not been a match where you're like, oh, Sturzer was okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, there were a couple when he played at the defensive midfield spot along Cl- alongside Cole Grossman. Yeah. yeah. In that 4-2-3-1 we played. that's part of playing out of position. Yeah. <clears throat> he's much more of like a... He's a box-to-box box guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah box-to-box guy. And, and he's good there. going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Oh, I still love the... The guy that was like, he doesn't know how to run. If that's the best criticism that you can come up with for a player, then 
Well, number one, go F yourself. And number two, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. With those two things? Yeah. I don't I don't know what it means to not know how to run. And he clearly is out there running. Uh, and he's doing so successfully, not falling and moving quickly. He's not fast. Uh, Nick Romano would probably lose the... You know, in that <coughs> 200-yard dash thing. Who would win Mansour? A race? On the team. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. He would lose in a race? A foot race. <laughs> Why always got to bring race into it, Trevor? What's your deal, man? I hope that sigh was audible enough. No, it wasn't, but that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't a sigh. That was um, an exhale. <laughs> who would win a foot race? Probably Mansali. Mansali. Uh, Alchin would give him a... Run though, Baljan's fast. Yeah, when his adductor is attached to his body. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> when, oh, yeah. Oh, his adductor. I thought you said when there's a doctor attached to his body. I was like, I think there might actually be a doctor attached. To yeah, that's body. pretty good. Cool. Uh, Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, um, no, those are probably oh Robbie Finley. Oh yeah. Uh, Plato. Plato would give him a in those sprints would. Would give him a run for his money. I mean, Garcia too, probably. Garcia yeah. Can, yeah. I think Mansali is like probably the fastest guy on the team, though. I heard Jaime is actually like eight hundred times faster than that. Really? Probably eight hundred times. Eight hundred times. Was he actually once ran to the moon <laughs> in like two minutes. That's how they rescued rescued those miners in Chile. Jaime just ran into the ground and grabbed him and pulled him out. Before he ran out of oxygen. Can we do a Chilean miners, Tifa? Would that be inappropriate? Oh my God, that'd be awesome. Be a little inappropriate, I think. Yeah. Well, Not like inappropriate, like rude. We should name or it unsavory. In just like, case. Ooh, our, our yeah, reserve. Yeah, that's, I don't think miners. it would be in poor taste. I think it would just, like, not apply. Jaime is saving the Chilean miners? Well, I mean, the Chilean miners was. Was he even in Chile when that happened? Well, like you know what we should do to make things like know. super awkward is we should get like a huge Texas flag and just pretend like it's a Chile flag. Or <laughs> no, it wasn't 2008 because that was before the 2010 World Cup and it definitely wasn't before the 2010 World Cup. Mm. Maybe he was in Chile at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited <laughs> anyway, for it'd, that it'd be, a, it'd be a stretch. Yeah. Oh yeah, so the other thing from the Joel's batch is that Tiny little matter of Louis Gill. Louis Gull. Look at that. Freudian slips all about. Uh, that's what I'm all about, at least. I don't know. I really need caffeine. Anyway. Louis anyway. Gill scored a beautiful goal. We're just going to uh, let you work through that one. Yeah, that's probably wise. <laughs> uh, just flicks the ball around the defender, then lets the ball bounce a couple times and just fires in a... you know. A strike in the top oh, right corner, and it's... You're not doing that goal justice. No, I, I couldn't yeah, do you're justice. really making it a You know who could do that justice? Van Gogh. I'm sad that we didn't get to hear the... It's a goal! A goal <laughs> from <laughs> And it's a goal! That's my favorite thing ever. Yeah, it's a pretty good... A thing. shot! And a goal! Man, Bill would have been freaking out about that one. Hey, Trey said he'll be on in 15 minutes. Oh, oh. well, let's finish this segment up. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I don't have anything else to say except Louis Gill's really cool and scored a great goal. How did the, some of the American guys look for Tijuana? Were you impressed with him? Uh, stand out? Not really. Ariolo? Uh, injured John Sturzer. And uh, apologize for it. Yeah. Did he? Twitter. 
Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It was, it was hour after the game, he, he apologized and said he that he felt have... really bad that he was the one involved. Dick. I'm just kidding, Paul Ariola. In case you're listening, just on the off chance. Yeah. Seems like. Um. Yeah, did Greg Garza play? He oh, didn't play, did he? Aaron, Aaron just replied and said, "Yeah, I'd love to." So All right. we might have two guests on tonight. <laughs> two guests. Show. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's actually do something in a timely manner for once. And is that it? Are we wrapping it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Should we mention wrap that... it before you wrap it? <laughs> nope. Should we mention cool. that Jaime is visiting the consulate soon, and so should be getting his soon. visa? Should be here. Very I'm gonna soon. make a Jaime meme that's just a picture of his face zoomed in and just says. Yeah. <laughs> How have we not done that already? I don't know. Let's see. Okay. But Jaime should be here for Dallas. Hypothetically. In theory. Yeah, that's what the team expects. They yeah. haven't not said that, and that was their estimate, was he would be here in time for Dallas. Yeah. yeah. And probably, supposedly, play against Dallas, which is kind of impressive that he might get here like the middle of next week, and they're anticipating him being good Available. enough to play. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a really good cool. player, so. So we've yeah. got like five minutes. Who is he going to push out? We didn't really talk about that. Finley? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but I, don't I don't know if he even I, pushes I somebody Sandoval, out. Sandoval, maybe. Sandoval, Sandoval, like, probably loses minutes. I could see Sandoval maybe, like, getting a loan or something. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea, actually. It's, he, he's someone that needs a little more playing time. People think that because the transfer window ended, that the loan window ended, and it didn't. He, he, that's why Yedlin can go back to Seattle. Because yes. loans are still okay. But really? Yeah, yeah. Until the end See, of I, thought, I thought what happened was <coughs> Tottenham bought out his contract at the end of the season. So, like, he's still under his MLS contract for the end of the year. No, no, they bought him and loaned him back. They bought him and loaned him back. For the end of this year. Yeah. They might, actually, there's already talk he might stay next year, too. But Yeah. He's a... Which is a weird situation. It's marketing. Yeah. I mean, he... I could... See him playing for Spurs. I would love to see him play for Spurs. Yeah, and I think he could do well. I just don't think it's going to be anytime soon. He can't be any worse than Kyle Walker. Can't be any worse than a lot of players in Spurs. Let's be honest. Hey, buddy. Hey, Jason. <laughs> How's that Milan team doing this year? Yeah. Uh, they haven't played a game yet, so. <laughs> have they fired their manager yet? <laughs> no, they have not. Have they fired? player who played for them for like 15 years and is a club legend and did a really good job as a manager. Is that no, actually they, they hired one of those. Are they going to hold up on that? As a manager. And yeah. they Seydorf. almost hired Maldini Shit. and then didn't because... Because he wouldn't have done what he wanted? Yeah, they wouldn't have done what Can't he wanted. Can't go to basically. Milan and do what you want. Get off Milan. <laughs> that was my uh, fancy uh, Premier League team name last year. Get off Milan. That's awesome. <laughs> Alright, well. You want to hear my fantasy team now? Yeah, what is it? <laughs> let's, let's take a break. <laughs> we'll be back. Alright, we're here right. with Trey Fitzgerald, Vice President of Communications at Real Salt Lake, and a, uh, I guess we can say a friend of the podcast, if that's not too inaccurate to say. Absolutely. See that that sounds like a stamp of approval to me. So that's I wouldn't go that far. But... <laughs> <laughs> how are uh, how how is everything at the club? It's been a busy week, right? It's been uh, a pretty nutty week, starting with uh, a lot of you going after Garcia. I guess that's when the nuttiness ensued. Oh, uh, that was a no pun, yes. no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I don't believe the no pun. Obviously, you had uh, what you have. You had that game. 
you had all the all-star stuff you had the sebastian jaime watch you had uh montreal game you had colorado rocky mountain cup yeah pretty gritty win um then you had the uh the three nothing over dc united which seemed like it was an eternity ago but that was probably one of the better 45 minutes and better 90-minute performances of the year. And now we're getting ready for Seattle, um, a game that if we win on national TV, I think that puts ourselves back in the uh, Supporter Shield conversation. So a lot of excitement, a lot of sellouts. Uh, we had the Tijuana exhibition, which had a lot of good things happen, but everything obviously overshadowed by the John Sturzer injury. So... It's been a pretty eventful uh, first two weeks of, of August in the, in the land of the Clara and Cobalt. It seems like it. Is there an update on Sturzer? So Sturzer had surgery Thursday morning. It was successful. Uh, saw that uh, Big Dev, Devin Sandoval, and Luke Mulholland and a couple other guys posted some pictures with Sturz in the uh, hospital. He's smiling and I think giving a thumbs up. Um, so he'll go home on Friday and uh, hopefully um, he'll be back stronger than ever because he's playing really, really well, yeah. not only in the Tijuana game, but it just seemed like every time out he got better and better um, as a pretty versatile uh, midfielder, either on the outside or in the holding position that that we've seen Beckerman and Grossman and Gravelboy all play before. So uh, it was just kind of great to see him in his second year evolve and understand the system and and really put in a, a string of quality performances. So he's expected to be out three to four months. They put a rod in behind his tibia to help that fracture heal. And a full recovery is expected and... Um, you know, it's probably been a frustrating couple of years for him because he's had separated shoulder, he had a concussion in preseason, and now this. So uh, it's been a lot of stops and starts for him. But uh, he's a he's a good dude. He's a smart guy. He's obviously a good player. So uh, we're still very uh, high on him, and and hopefully everything uh, comes together in in 2015 for for Sturzer. You need to get him on Twitter while he's rehabbing, so he has a way to pass the time. Yeah, he's not super active on Twitter, is he? So uh, I know a lot of a lot of well wishes have gone out to him, and uh, the guys are are trying to get him some more follows. So uh, maybe maybe during his rehab, he'll he'll embrace the madness that is Twitter. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's one of the few that's not fairly active on on it. So so you know, the the better our Twitter presence is, the uh, the more entertaining our days at work are. So, and that's really the goal of everything. <laughs> He at least uh, has an account, though, so he's ahead of, like, a couple of guys on the team. Yeah, uh, like a, one Ned Grabavoy. And Cole. I secretly suspect that Ned actually has an account. He's just, he doesn't want everybody to know about it, and it's with a with an assumed identity. Maybe he's, he's like... A, he's a voyeur. <laughs> maybe he's like that Who knows? fake maybe, JP. Uh, maybe Ned's soccer reform and is having <laughs> a big laugh at everybody. Ned is Ted. Oh, maybe he could be onto something there. <laughs> Yeah, this is like the, the second, second time in it. The second time this week I mentioned that account. I like, should never do that again. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny on OnFriend the other day. 
He's already right. tweeting you, Trey. The, word, the words were out of my mouth before I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No one listens to this podcast. It's not, so. it's not the first time that's happened either. So. <laughs> it happens. <coughs> well, Trey, I've got a question for you. Um, you mentioned that we've got Seattle. It's on national TV. Besides the MLS implications of that game, um, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going straight from an EPL game to the RSL Seattle game. Is that right? That is correct. So, yeah, the opening weekend of EPL on the NBC Sports Network is the lead-in for that. Uh, I think there's an EPL doubleheader, and then they roll right into MLS. So, historically, MLS games that have received that EPL lead-in have uh, done pretty well ratings-wise and retained a significant amount of the audience. And You know, I think kudos to the MLS and, the, and NBC Sports schedule makers for for taking two consistently strong, entertaining, elite teams, obviously with a bunch of World Cup guys in uh, Ramondo, Beckerman, Dempsey, Yedlin, and uh, showcasing uh, that group. Uh, for an audience that maybe wouldn't tune in um, on their own just to an MLS game. Hopefully we don't overshadow the Premier League too much. But. Yeah, I mean, it's okay if we do, though. They, yeah. They've got the financial backing that they can they can lose out to MLS a few times, right? That's right. <laughs> let, me, let me, as kind of a follow-up, is that something that the team lobbied for at all, or was that just something that was handed to you guys? No, you know, I mean, we we always lobby for more national games, but, you know, out of the seven we have in 2014, six are on NBC Sports Network, one was on ESPN. Um, You know, we we know that NBC likes coming to Rio Tinto. They like coming to the building. And actually the ESPN production guys do, do too, because they know the building is going to be full. They know it's going to be a vibrant a- atmosphere. They know that RSL is a entertaining, attractive, competitive team. Uh, they know that we play pretty soccer. And um, unfortunately, the production people don't make the decisions about who, you know, which games get on and who gets on. Um, unfortunately, sometimes, especially in ESPN's case, it's it's the uh, bean counters in Bristol. They look at they look at the, the the market size, and you know we are the smallest uh, metered market in Major League Soccer. And their view is that our market, even if everybody in Utah uh, tuned into that game that wasn't there, um, they don't move the needle. You know, for a national ratings number, and that's what. That's how they're selling their advertising. So it, it actually makes sense. It's just a little bit unfortunate. And um, with the new ESPN and Fox deals coming in in 2015, I think there's uh, you know a concerted effort to worry a little less. Obviously, national ratings are important, and everything all 21 markets are going to try and do next year is drive people to those exclusive national windows on Friday on Univision and then the Sunday Fox ESPN doubleheader. In fact, Fox and ESPN are going to promote each other's programming. They're going to promote Univision on Friday 
uh, all the Univision family and networks is going to promote MLS. And one of the things that I think is really cool is that Saturday night, which is going to be regional games, um, the Univision crew that is showing uh, Mexican League or whatever other games, they're going to do live look-ins to MLS games and, and showcase the atmosphere and obviously showcase goals and stars and all that kind of stuff. So I think the, the TV strategy is becoming more sophisticated and that's going to be good. I think everybody does realize that Real Salt Lake, you know, with the longest active playoff streak in the league, with kind of what a hit Kyle Beckerman was at the World Cup with Nick Raimondo rewriting the MLS record books, you know, with Shao Plata scoring with his head. Like, there's a lot of exciting things happening here, and I, I think we will continue to get more national exposure. And, look, we're not going to get 15 games like L.A. or New York or certainly NYCFC is going to get a ton of, of national broadcast with the Yankees, Man City influence and Lampard and Via and all that stuff. But I think we're gonna we're gonna continue to, to grow. And that's that's a good thing and, and I think that's probably the appropriate reaction and, and hopefully we get back in CONCACAF and we make it deeper on and we're flying the MLS flag like we were a few years ago and then and then uh, that will only you know, bolster our efforts to get uh, more and more national exposure. Yeah, is there? Do you have any update on the USL Pro? Like we heard, it's finally confirmed it's going to happen sure. next year. But yeah, so the plan is to have a team uh, here in Salt Lake playing in the USL next season, so 2015. The stadium project at the Fair Park, we expect that to be done for the 2016 USL season. So it looks like right now that the USL Pro team will play uh, their games at Rio Tinto, uh, kind of a downsized Rio Tinto for um, for those particular games. Um, and, you know, we had kind of kicked around, you know, do we have that team barnstorm around the state? or the region a little bit that, that may not be logistically feasible, but you know, this, this is another team that will play an open cup game. So maybe you take an open cup game, you know, to Provo or Ogden or Logan or St. George or wherever. Vegas. Um, you know, these are the kinds of things that we'll talk about and see what the appetite is uh, in the next few months. But it's going to be a pretty massive undertaking for the existing RSL and Rio Tinto Stadium staff to add another, you know, 14 or 15 home games, and then you're going to have to probably hire some dedicated staff um, to be, de- you know, focus exclusively on that USL team. And then as, the, as that team makes the move from 15 to 16 into the Fair Park Stadium, um, that's going to necessitate even more dedicated staff for, for that venue and that team and all the other potential teams. Deloitte's talked about a rugby team, women's team, um, of creating some local leagues that get access to that stadium field uh, first 
games on Sundays or however. So, I mean, we're just brainstorming and kicking around a lot of ideas. But what I think everybody's excited about is more soccer. And, you know, from a development standpoint, for the benefit of the MLS team is having that gap bridged between the academy and the first team. So, you know, Justin Glad played great against Tijuana the other night. Uh, how great would it have been the last few years if instead of the 10-game MLS Reserve League where you're kind of throwing together teams based on injuries or academy kids or just time of year or your schedule congestion and all that stuff where you could have gotten Aaron Mond 30 games and John Sturzer 30 games and David, Devin Sandoval 30 games and and now Glad and Allen and Sebastian Saucedo and all these guys. And then if you have Chris Schuler coming back from a injury, you know, you can get him 45 or 90 minutes in that type of environment as opposed to having him go through a few weeks of training, hoping he's ready to contribute uh, right at that MLS level all over again. So. It's just, we think it's going to accelerate the development of our draft picks, of our young players, to have this USL environment, again, where you've heard our coaches and players talk about competing every day to start and to be in the 18 and competing for minutes. And and now you've got an environment where, you know, you can move a guy or train a guy. Think how much this would have benefited a guy like Enzo Martinez, where you could say, okay, you're not fitting in in the midfield here, but we're going to give you 20 games at right back in the USL, you know, maybe then that that smooths the path for him uh, to, you know, eventually uh, represent the first team. So that's the goal, that's the idea, that's the hope. And then, um, you know, just have that, that, uh, that pathway from being 15 or 16 years old all the way up to the to the senior team. Yeah, I think that's what uh, the Galaxy did with Robbie Rogers, was they let him get yeah, games in at left exactly back. Right. And it's been didn't... great for, for Robbie to play left back. And now he's um, great at left. I mean, Chandler Hoffman's benefited from that, Jack McBean. Um, I think there have been a lot of guys that, you know, playing for the USL team, um, it's, just, it's just more reps and more hours uh, under... You know, Bruce Arena's <laughs> guidance and supervision. That's only going to benefit them. Okay, so the question I think we're all asking, or was just Matt, uh, mostly me, uh, is will the team be called Real Salt Lake Grabavoy? Or is there like a name that's kind of in the works? Have you tossed anything around that you can talk about? There's, uh, There's been some things kicked around. I, I would not say that there is uh, a consensus favorite yet internally put it up um, to a vote I as you guys might imagine have some pretty strong strong opinions on what um, this team should be called but I could always lose my one vote and that vote would be Deloitte's because this is the only one that really really matters so um, I would expect in the next 45 days maybe 60 days we'll have uh Either we'll have a name or we'll have a short list of names that maybe we, we put out to the community. So, so it, it, 
this makes me think it's probably not going to be Real Salt Lake 2 then? It will not be uh, RSL 2. I think the Galaxy beat us to that. Um, <coughs> and they've even uh, kind of commandeered Los Dos. Yeah. We were so, thinking it would be great uh, if we yeah. chose Los Dos just as the official <laughs> name so they could lose their nickname. I'm not sure how well it would go over in like front office discussions, but it's a thought, right? <laughs> you could just do it so as we, like... Uh, we'll see what, what happens... Uh... It will be something, I'm sure, that's closely related to uh, RSL and our kind of royal heritage, if you will, and who knows, maybe it plays off of the lion or the mascot, you know, it'll, it'll be very closely related, we'll share the colors, maybe it gives us a chance to create some new merchandise uh, that's that's slightly different, but yet related and sharing a color palette with, with all the, uh, existing RSL stuff. But again, like we're at such an early stage, that's literally stuff that we're brainstorming right now. We got to figure out, you know, is Adidas going to be the supplier? How does that work? We got to, well, there's a USL board of governors meeting in late September and and we'll start to figure out the schedule formula and how that's going to work. Obviously, the MLS CBA is going to affect roster spots and salaries. And, you know, is there a group of players that it kind of goes up and down? How does that work? Um, you know, in the Galaxy, with their USL Pro existence this year, I think they've they've kind of been the guinea pig for some of this stuff. And, and I'm sure they've learned some lessons, some easy ones and some hard ones, and they're going to have recommendations because it sounds like maybe half of the MLS teams are going to have some sort of USL if they don't have their own team they'll have an affiliation next year and um, I believe the league has sort of mandated that every team should have a a minor league or essentially a, at least some sort of U23 set up uh, by 2016 so the, this kind of focus on on long term development infrastructure is kind of the next step after stadiums and uh, you know now I think there's what nine teams in the league that are averaging twenty thousand or more. Um, RSL is I think sixth overall, so um, this is this is a, a great next step for the sport in uh, US and Canada. So I imagine you'll get more vacation days because of all this work, right? <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine? You know, this is this is going to be fun to have fifteen or actually thirty, uh, thirty more uh, game nights. So, but that's that's a concern. You know, that I brought up the other day is okay. So, let's say we build the schedule so that the USL games are being played at home when the MLS team is on the road, but. If RSL is at Seattle or Portland or L.A. or Vancouver or San Jose and there's a Saturday night, you know, TV time slot, we don't want to cannibalize our own TV ratings. We don't want to prevent, make people have to choose between, you know, the MLS team and the USL Pro team. So, you know, we're going to have to stagger some, some kick times here. So maybe those USL games are in the afternoon or, or the late afternoon. So that people can go to a game, 
go home, eat dinner, and then watch uh, watch RSL. Um, and MLS play against a West Coast team, and you know, so those are the, those are the kind of high class problems, I guess, that uh, we look forward to having. Those are good problems to have. <laughs> you know, or maybe maybe we 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 figure out a way to you know have a big watch party for the for the MLS game, uh, you know, yeah. right after the USL game in the stadium or whatever. <laughs> I've got a, another question for you uh, regarding the USL team. Since we're talking about it, when can we expect a like a coach announcement for the team or like player signings? Any any, any news on that? I imagine it's not going to be tomorrow. Oh, but for the for the USL team, yeah, I would I would imagine um, you know maybe November December. Okay. Uh, that's, for that's the coaching fair. staff, and you know that's that's something where the hierarchy of the, of the soccer side will stay the same. It'll, you know, the coach will be picked by Garth and, and Jeff and Jeff's staff, and it'll it'll be an extension of that staff. There will, there will be complete integration on the on the soccer side from the team will uh, be the, the star. existing group, and you know, obviously, Bill Manning, the president, also uh, has a role on the soccer side as well. So, uh, but. I think a lot of that will hinge on some of the developments on the MLS side, you know, with if there's new player rules next year. But I think we've got, you know, Jeff has some strong ideas about, you know, who should be kind of molding the careers of these young kids. Um, Obviously, we've got a group of coaches down in Arizona at the academy uh, that's very successful, or that have been very successful. Um, so I think uh, I think there's a lot of excellent kind of potential uh, connections, I guess, to keep kind of keep everything evolving forward. Okay, yeah. I think we've got one last question. It's one Jason's probably been dying to ask from the very beginning of uh, that's High My Watch. That's so. that's an exaggeration. Yeah, but what can you tell us about? <laughs> Jaime, what's, what's the latest what update? About Jaime? Yes. Um, let's see. Hopefully he gets his visa soon and he can travel legally into our country. That would help. And then, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I think everybody's going to be excited to have him here. I think uh, you saw some of the quotes earlier this week from Borchers and some of the veteran guys that said they were encouraged by ownership and Garth to go out and make a move and sort of keep up in the arms race with with Seattle and LA if you will but you know as Garth is uh, always very quick to remind everybody there's been very few mid-season transfers that have made an impact even Clint Dempsey last year what scored two goals after he came in and yeah, we know that there was a lot of mitigating factors for that in terms of him having played year-round, basically, leading up to that. You had the Eddie Johnson and the locker room chemistry factor in Seattle in the fall last year. So, um, you know, all that's been documented. So, you know, and and what's going to be interesting with Jaime is how quickly is he able to assimilate and integrate both not only on the field, but off the field. And, uh, 
if you remember back to 2007 when Javi Morales and Matias Montija and Fabian Espinola got here, Montija probably made the easiest transition, you know, over the last 12 games or what was of 2007. Javi, I think, played seven games on the turf at Rice Eccles, blew out his shoulder, and I think he was really questioning the move he made. And I think, you know, maybe even Jason kind of questioned whether Javi was going to work out or not. And thankfully, nobody made a rash decision. Nobody um, was quick to judge. And, you know, he came in in 08, had a preseason with the team, and he's been the maestro ever since, you know. So um, with Jaime, you know, I, I think it's it was a move, obviously, that's and you've seen this and heard this and read this about the guy that can – play the target position while we wait for Sabo to get back and he can play you know winger he can play withdrawn he's kind of done it all in his professional career um, you know he scored I think 22 24 goals as a number nine in 2012 for his uh, Chilean team and then you know they got a different player a different coach and they asked him to move outside and as Darth likes to tell the story, when he scored 24 goals, that's when he got on our radar. That's when Andy Williams saw him and scouted him and said, this is the guy we got to get. And obviously, if you're a South American striker that scores 20-something goals in a season, um, you're out of our price range. But that, that team in Chile um, ended up having a very similar kind of team as the star mentality that, that we do and thankfully Jaime shares that in a very I think selfless move he embraced the um, question that was asked of him to move outside of the wing and yeah he didn't score as much and, and but his team won the championship that year and his personal value went down and now he's back uh, after two years of kind of playing all over um, that's why we were able to, to get him. So um, he is very encouraged, according to Garth and Jeff, about kind of our philosophy, our ethos. Um, obviously, he knows who you know Kyle and Nick are after watching the World Cup this summer. Um, you know, playing in Chile um, the, at altitude, he, he's familiar with the mountains, and that's kind of a cool thing that. You know, sometimes when people move to Utah, it takes them a long time to adjust to the altitude and, and the air. And I mean, Brian Kamler, when he moved here from D.C. back in 2005 in our expansion year, um, he never got right because he had altitude sickness and then he had an uh, allergic reaction to the pollen that was in the air. And, like, he, you know, this is a guy that, had built his career in New England on D.C., and D.C. is being able to just run all day, every day. An incredible engine and an incredible work rate, and he just struggled to actually breathe here. So I think that's kind of a you know one of those factors that people don't pay much mind to, but uh, for Jaime to have been playing already this season, starting the season with his Chilean team at altitude, and it's winter down there, so it's cooler, um, he, we think, you know, he's been a week now training on his own uh, since the since the team pulled him out of practice when the transfer paperwork got done. But uh, you know, those are all factors that are gonna that are gonna play a role. And he's got 
Um, I think this has been talked about as well. You know, he's got a girlfriend that's pregnant with twins. So how, you know, that kind of issue evolves and whether or not she's able to come to the country and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, these are all things that are going to affect how quickly he's able to step in and contribute. But this move wasn't just made for the 2014 stretch run. This was made for the future as well. And, and you know, Matt, I've seen your, your article talking about how cool will it be to get these three guys, Sabo, Jaime, Plata, out on the field together. And, you know, Jeff rolled out the 4-3-3 the other night against Tijuana. It looked pretty good for a little while. So I think that's exciting. And, and look, if the Jaime move ends up, you know, sparking Garcia or Sandoval or Finley or Sabo or, you know, Plata keeps scoring goals at a pretty impressive clip, you know, this is all, this is all good for the team. So... Uh, I think everybody's excited. Can we play seven strikers at once? Is that like is that a thing? <laughs> you know, with Nick Romano and goal, I think you can do whatever you want. Plot at fullback, <laughs> just <laughs> up and down the wings. Uh, I We've think seen Nick Gravoy right back before. So yeah, well, I, I think that can play anywhere. Yeah, so. yeah, it's true. That would be eight <laughs> forwards. I mean, we haven't even talked about Schuler. I mean, the player of the week last week, scoring oh. two goals. Um, you know, he and Borchers have been so close on so many set pieces earlier this year. For him to get the first two goals of the year by a defender, uh, you know, those goals that he scored in the playoffs, obviously, last year was so critical. So if we can get those guys and start getting goal production from all over the field. Um, we've seen the defensive work in the last few games from Finley and Garcia. Um, it seems like everything's coming together and, and, and starting to maybe peak at the right time. So, there's so many reasons to be encouraged, and uh, it's going to be a pretty cool uh, stretch run here for ourselves. It feels a little better than it did a month ago. So the field, yeah, no, it feels better. I mean, it's oh, more, yeah, op- yeah, a little you know, more it optimistic. Feels, uh, feels a lot better, and you know, and that's that's what happens when you get your captain and your goalkeeper back, and it just sets a different tone in training every day and in the locker room, and um, you know, I think you know, we. We all talked about it, you know, back in in May when those guys disappeared, and Adnella and Grossman and Sandoval and everybody; those guys are getting a ton of minutes. Um, and that stuff's starting to pay off now too. So, I think you have to kind of look at this season and and, and I know Garz laid this out in the Salt Lake Tribune, but you know, you had your first ten games where you had your entire roster available, and we averaged two points a game in that stretch. And then you lose your World Cup guys. And what did we go? One, three, and two. One, four, and two, if you count the Open Cup game. And then now, um, since those guys got back from Brazil, um, I think we're unbeaten in our last five and four, one, and two, something like that. So, and then now, you know, Seattle had a 10-point lead on us a couple months ago, and that's, pretty much disappeared. Yes, they have a couple games in hand, but uh, a win against Seattle at home Saturday uh, could end up, like I said before, just getting RSL back in that supporter shield conversation. And um, They touched on it in the Seattle-Houston ESPN broadcast uh, last Sunday, but RSL is the only team to ever overcome a 10-point standings deficit 
over the course of a season, and now we've done it twice. We did it 2010 to L.A., and we did it 2014 to Seattle. Uh, if that isn't the exact epitome of, uh, of what the belief <laughs> mantra is, then I just I don't know what it is. Sums it up pretty nicely. Well, thanks for uh, joining us, Trey. Anytime, guys. Keep up the keep up the RSL love. We'll uh, we'll do it. We'll have to get in touch with you about getting Ned on the show. <laughs> okay, we we could awesome. play real life Ned or Cole one of these days. Yeah, we could just ask What's him. That? We could play real life Ned or Cole one of these days. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Trey. <laughs> so, uh, hey guys, we're recording again. Oh, shit. And unlike all of our other interviews, uh, we actually recorded this one, like, in line with the podcast, so we get, don't get to make jokes about that. That was a really good interview. Yeah. That was. For an for interview that started with us not knowing what we were going to ask Trey about. Oh, we had ideas. Let's be serious here. We had USL Pro, we had Jaime, and that's all you need. Right. Because we definitely did ask him a few questions, and then you definitely weren't like, oh, guys, ask him about USL Pro. Trevor, you're revealing our innermost secrets here. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks oh, sorry. for uh, what happens. That's what I said, that definitely didn't what happen. What happens in the Capitol Hill Studios stays in the Capitol Hill Studios. Yeah, is that what they say? It should be what they say. It is now. So, uh, Trey just kind of gave our preview for us. Which is great, because he knows, like, 8,000% more than we do. Oh, yeah. Mm. 9,000. Okay. He, he, <laughs> he knows over 9,000% of what we do. I'm glad we got that reference in there. Yeah, of course. Well, we'd be nothing without an awful reference. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. we do have a little to talk about in Seattle. Like, who plays? Clearly not Jaime. I think it's going to be like a full strength 11. Yeah. Plata guard. I mean, why do you change? I mean, the fullbacks will probably go back to Beltran and Winger. I yeah. Could, I could see maybe a surprise at fullback. Yeah, I could too. Maybe just as a reward for them playing so well last yeah. week. But do you, do you reward somebody in a game where it's Seattle and it's one of the most important games of the season? Is that the game where you're like... I don't like, know if it's risky. This in. could work. I mean, if you put Salcedo in there, how risky is that? Yeah, I don't He's know. He's had two really good games in a row. I know. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that, but No, I'm saying it, it, it's a it's a chance to put Salcedo in when you could just go back to your veteran that's been here for seven years and you know exactly what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh it's definitely worth asking <laughs> I mean, the question. But... If we were playing Columbus this weekend, yeah, probably play Salcedo. Yeah. But against Seattle at home. Yeah. And uh, I will say Tony Beltran is Historically played very well against Seattle. Yes. Uh, let's ignore that game that that Jason and I went to. Yes. That where never no happened. one played well. Yeah. That was upsetting. I didn't want to think about that. Why did I bring that up? Oh. Um, yeah. So that's that's that. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Well, see you next week, everybody. No. <laughs> All right. Um, see you, Trevor. <laughs> I think midfield you'll have probably Luke again. You can't not start him after as well as he keeps playing. Yeah, it's it's crazy because we, we keep saying, oh, everybody's overrating Luke. Like, like yeah, he's done all right, but 
But then he just keeps getting better. And he's gone from like a 45-minute player to a 60-minute player to... Are you swiping over there? No. <laughs> but to, now he's starting to look closer to a 90-minute player. Yeah. You, you don't like cowgirls? <laughs> Anyways, um, that's the title of the episode. Yeah, you episode don't. thirty. <laughs> you don't like cowgirls? It's actually episode twenty-two. Which, oh. uh, considering we've skipped a couple of weeks, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you probably see a ho- Is there an update on Javi with his hip? Uh, it's. Uh, I, I imagine there would be more talk about it if he wasn't going <coughs> to be in. Yeah, we probably uh, would have heard by now. But maybe it's one of those where it's radio silence. Yeah. But really, with the way that Luis played against Tijuana, you don't have to really be like, oh man, we only have Luis playing at the top of the diamond. Yeah. Which there will be people who will do that if that's the case. Yeah. Well, and I'll be a little upset, but, you know, Javi is clearly one of the best players in the game, you know, in in the United States. In the North America. Yeah, in the North American countries. The North American territories. Yeah. He's better than probably any player in Canada. Don't you dare say Devaya. Or Michael Bradley. I think I would take Javi Morales this season, uh, yeah. age notwithstanding, over Michael Bradley this season. For one season? Mm-hmm. For one season. Javi, yeah. Yeah. Now, like, looking to the future, that's obviously a hugely different proposition. <coughs> uh, but Javi's done very well. I mean, he's having like, like he's Ben having... Jata kind of pointed it out, and Matt Doyle kind of jumped on it after he said it. That Javi and Plata are both having like MVP caliber seasons, and no one's paying attention to it. Yeah, nationally. Oh yeah, and uh, I can't figure out why. And yeah, small market. Yeah, small market. Yeah, but Wait, no, we're a mid mid market team. But now. this isn't unusual from Javi. No, it's true. What's yeah. unusual? It's even is just... better than. Normal. Yeah, and that's the unusual part is he's improving as he ages. It's uh, like a fine Argentine wine. Yeah. They, they have, have some great Malbecs there. Oh, I yes, didn't know they have Argentine wine. Well, excuse me. Um, to wine snuff. Yes. You know what? They also have great yes, wines in do. Chile. Yeah. You know what great else they have? Great number nines. High five. That was a weird high five. Let's try that again. Oh, oh. boys, that was good. That was a good one. Chase over here beat a bitch about it, though. <laughs> I took all of the slap on that high five. Like, I just held my hand still, and you just slapped the shit out of my hand. That was not even a high five. That was you slapping my hand. You liked it? Yeah. Kind of. So, uh, yeah, stung like it. a bitch. Oh. That was what that was, right? <coughs> yeah. You bitch slapped my hand. Not like Fabian the Spindle. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, hi, Manny, what? Yeah, um, I mean, Hobby's just really awesome. I yeah. like him a lot. I wish he never aged, ever. He doesn't seem to be. I, it's crazy. There's, I don't know how long he can keep it up, but... Yeah, I mean, that, that's the concern, is, like, do we give Javi a rest this season at all? Because nope. we haven't really... He didn't yeah. play against Tijuana. That's true. You're right. He didn't play a mid-season. And he didn't play the last 30 minutes against DC United. Yeah. And is that the second or third game that we've subbed him out of at the end? No, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, it's more than that. Pretty much every time Sturzer's come on, he's, it was for Morales. Yeah. I mean, and, and, like, this sort of knock isn't too unusual. It's it's like a hip problem, maybe, and it 
day. It's usually an old person injury, right? Yeah. He's fallen and he can't get up, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't play. Uh, unless there really is a, an injury, but it doesn't sound like it. What yeah. do you think for predictions? 3,000 to nil. I would like to point out, 3 nil was pretty dead on last week. I the know. first time we ever unanimously picked a prediction. It can can we unanimous, unanimously pick 5 nil? Well, I'd be okay with that. No. Could you imagine the meltdown that would happen in Seattle if we if we beat them 5 nil? That'd be the best. It would be like a... Screw it. Yeah, I'm behind it. Like let's, I would let's bring a, one of those cases that has a battery charger for my phone just so I didn't miss anything on Twitter after that match. Seattle would be like a little Chernobyl. Yeah. Oh, that was a good reference. Meltdown, yeah. Fukushima. Oh. Yeah, that one's sad, I guess. I don't know why we're not sad about Chernobyl, though. <coughs> You're not. That doesn't mean nobody else is. It makes for some great photos now. Yeah, true. That's um, the internet. It's all the internet. What are our me. predictions when we're getting off track? Because that's what we do. Three. No. Uh, I'm going to say three to one RSL. I'm going to say two no. For us? Yeah. So so why are we all so overwhelmingly positive about this? Because we are playing really well. That helps. Yeah, I guess it does. I just think we're a good team. I don't think that Seattle match earlier this season was a reflection of how good no, we it, really it are. Really well. And that's motivation. Like you can't tell me those guys aren't going into that match thinking this is we gotta get something back for four 0 Yeah. Because teams remember losing like that. That was yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Being there sucked. I mean, it's great to go and support your team no matter what, but it sucked. Yeah. I mean, it was fun outside of the game. Yeah. There wasn't it was like a funeral on. at your buddy's house after the match. We were just like, you guys want to do something? No. We're, we're going to slump over we're on the couch. going to go to bed. going to pet Calvin. Go to bed at like 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. They did, a, did have an adorable cat, so... Oh, yeah, I forgot. They had two. Yeah, only one of them Jinxie. was really adorable. No, you just didn't like the other one because it didn't like you. Oh, much like the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. All right, so predictions are done. Yeah. Let's, ra- let's wrap it up. Do we have any Yeah, questions? let's wrap up Seattle. Uh, we were going to talk about our forwards. Questions. Yeah, screw it. Questions. No, it's late. But I, I wrote the Kwame Jaime Doctrine. I thought it sounded like a cool political thing. We didn't even talk about... Did we talk about Kwame earlier? Oh, yeah. Kwame watson Sirabo is gone. To New York for peanuts. Yeah. And a DP striker. Oh, yeah. And that. Yeah, he opened the space. He was sacrificed so that we might all have Jaime. He was like uh, Abraham's son. <laughs> So David Hamson wasn't just, we, actually. We, we just did it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no God coming out of the sky. So, so is Garth Abraham then? Yes. Is that uh Now we're getting sacrilegious. We should probably stop. <laughs> Garth communes with Don on a regular basis. Yeah. Don Garber, that is. Yeah. Um the soccer Don. What were we doing, guys? That's what I was doing. Questions. I was going to pull up listener questions. Yeah. Let's, let's we, take a break. We were talking break. about... No break. Let's just do it. I Come have on. to use the bathroom. Hold it. Well, figure it out. I'll, I'll hold Discipline. it, but you guys will... Discipline. We literally have two questions. All right. We can do this. Okay. Charles <clears throat> Bernard. First Charles. question. 
Thanks for the question, Charles. Uh, question for podcast. What do you think the name of the new USL Pro Team should be? No, it cannot be named after Ned. You can't give us these stipulations. We didn't say give us questions that need your stipulations. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say FC Grabavoy. FC Grabavoy. Yeah. Uh, named after, not Ned, but Ned's uh, twin children. What was that FC one you were talking Oh, there you go. What was that one you were talking to me about that I was not in agreement with, but you love? The Golden Spikers? That's the one. I don't know if love <laughs> is the right term. Have a strange... It's got historical connections. Yeah, it's fun. That's it's a not... really Bush League name, though. No, it's a USL Pro It's better than, name. you know, Salt Lake United or Salt Lake FC, which yeah. will probably be the name now that I said that, but... I'm okay with Salt Lake FC. Oh, you know what I like? Pioneer FC. Yeah. Or Salt Lake O Pioneers. That's retarded. O Pioneers is a book by uh, Willa Cather, a famous author from the wow. early 20th century. Nobody cares. <laughs> I no, care. I like Pioneer FC. That was, yeah. almost, that was a name that was uh, almost the Sacramento team name. Oh. Do, does Sacramento have any relationship with Pioneers or Pioneering things? Yeah. Uh, no. Kind Connor of. Pass led to Sacramento. Oh, that's true. I going to say, they probably went through Sacramento on their way to the Gold Rush. How about La Mormonera? I like it. I dig it. Um, Since we have Real Salt Lake, we should have, like, I don't know, something Barcelona-themed for... Yeah? <laughs> well, I mean, Trey just told us it would it, it would it probably <coughs> be maybe royalty-themed. <clears throat> So it could be Royal Salt Lake. Royal what? Yeah, Royal Salt... That would Sa- be the same name. What's that? That would be the, the same name. What Actually, sounds different name. Royal and Royal. It's different enough that, that you would spell It's a completely different language, in fact. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we should do, like... Oh, we could go Eastern European oh. Dynamo Salt Lake. I actually saw a suggestion Red Star that... Salt Lake. I saw a suggestion in, the, in line with Golden Spikers... Uh, like a you know railroad themed of some sort, uh, railway Salt Lake or torpedo Salt Lake, torpedoes or locomotive Salt Lake. Yeah, oh, locomotive cool. Salt Lake, I dig it. Yeah, I mean it, <laughs> locomotive it's, Utah. Oh, it's, dude, that'd be awesome. It actually has connections to something. It's it's not just so you have to spell L O K O M O T. Oh yeah, locomotive. Yeah, yeah. And we can we can have the K backwards so it looks like a five year old wrote it. Yeah. We could do something terrible, like like the youth clubs do, like just combine like three different club names, like oh, like Tottenham Hotspur, Tallahassee, yeah, like <laughs> like Bayern AC, Germania, <laughs> actually, Salt Lake FC. Let's not do Bayern or AC. <laughs> I saw there there is a uh, AC Germania from Utah in the in the forties and fifties, I believe. Yeah, uh, and there was a Caledonia. There's a another Utah one? team that's gone like pretty far into the Open Cup for next year already, too, an amateur team. Oh, what's the name? Crucial Tackle FC. It's a bunch of RSL guys that play on it, like supporters that play on it. Huh. I don't know how their match went this week, but they were, they've advanced pretty deep into the Open Cup already, like for the amateur rounds. That's exciting. So, yeah, well, we need to look into that some more. Yeah, we could have them on the show. We could... Yeah. Ask uh, them how they... on it, I think BJ, Vinny, oh. some of those guys. See, I would love to watch Cheeky play. It yeah. would be, uh... He's Colombian, so you know he's good. Yeah. No. <laughs> Carefully, um, he'll get called up to the big leagues. And... Yeah. 
Next question. Next question. Are we talking about questions? What are we talking about? Listener We're questions. Doing listener this questions. is our second and final listener question, and I think this I'm one will be right now. pretty easy to answer. No. Uh, this question yes. is from Adam W. Hendrickson. Yeah, uh, the question the is, how will the new USL Pro team work? Does it essentially double roster spots and give us a loophole to USL Pro's no salary cap? I hope so. Probably it, not. It doesn't. And nobody really knows for sure. Players on loan still count against your salary cap when they're sent to your affiliate teams. Yeah. 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 So. That's pretty good. So there, there's that, but there's also, you have to consider, they don't really have the rules set up for LA yet, and they're really the only team that's set up that way. So nobody really it's knows. It's going to be just like how when teams are affiliated. Yeah, no. I Like it, Orlando and Kansas City. Yeah. But then there's also considering that there's just more teams that are doing it now, so they're yeah. probably actually going to lay out rules. <laughs> and there's a new CBA coming up that will probably also lay out rules about it. So I don't think we really know okay. exactly how it's going to work, except no. that it's probably going to be a completely be... separate entity Completely separate team. Yeah, it will be just same. So, own, I mean, just same ownership. Yeah, it totally that uh, that sounds like that's the case. That sounds like what the team's saying too. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if there will be players who are signed specific for the USL Pro team. I would I'm imagine sure so. There, I mean, you've, that are like, like guys they've had their eye on and they just want to see how they develop. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Guys who just come out came out of college, academy yeah. players who you know aren't taking the college kept Joey track. Dillon. Yeah, we could have kept uh, any number of our draft picks. Because we've started, we've gotten rid of all but like Sturzer, Sandoval, and Velasquez, right? Was Velasquez a draft pick? Yeah, I always forget that. Yeah, I would like to know. Trey kind of talked about it. Like MLS has the deal with Adidas, so everybody has Adidas kits in MLS, but USL Pro doesn't have anything like that. So, do they look at like Nike or some other? They're gonna have them hand knitted. Or, or some other some other kit. provider crocheted for their USL Pro Team kits, or are they just going to stick with Adidas and just use the RSL kits? I don't know. Also, what about for like a shirt sponsor? Do they just get another deal with Life Vantage, or do they find another I, shirt sponsor? I, I I would imagine we'd get a different sponsor, but you never know. How much money would Wouldn't that it be make? funny if the USL? You're asking a lot of questions. I, that I know. There's, there's a lot way of, far into the future. I know. But the questions that I am. It'd be funny if we got I'm like a cooler about. sponsor for the USL Pro team than we have for. You know, we could get like a local dog. We could get sponsored by pound. ISIS, and I would be more comfortable with that than Life Vantage. I don't know if I'd go that far, but <laughs> I would Was that disagree. Too extreme? Was that <laughs> I'm, I'm going to disagree with that one. I don't. I, I don't think an ISIS sponsorship would really reflect the values that. Like, but black third kits would be awesome. <laughs> 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 and you'd probably win every match. Yeah. We'd have the uh, scariest defense. <coughs> and the scariest let's, let's just stop. Let's just end this show right now before we end up on like a watch list yeah. or something. I mean, it could be a problem, though, if we bomb out of the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. That we could uh, loan Joe Aplata to uh, terrorize defenses. Do, 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 do. Would we still be allowed to chant Borchers Tortures? <laughs> Would that be frowned upon? <laughs> At the, uh... Borchers Tortures, Schuler's, uh I don't know. Waterboarding. <laughs> <That doesn't laughs> extravaganza. Yeah. 
Alright, I think we're done. Are we done? All Can right. we suggest one good name before we... Uh, one good sponsor so we don't have to end on that note and make people hate us? Let's get, like, Wasatch Beers. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Or Squatters. I don't like know that. if they'd affiliate with a beer. You know why, but... No, I, I get why they wouldn't, but... It's a local company. That's that true. would look good on the front of a shirt. Yeah? <coughs> That's the thought. We could sponsor it. Ooh. We should start a GoFundMe. We also like Burr, sponsored by Off the Crossbar <laughs> Podcast. The logo that we have. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Mark, for that logo, by the way. Mark still listens. He didn't that actually drop off. the, the B-team, OTC. Yeah. Yeah, I just like OTC. It. There you go. All right, let's get this over. Okay. All right, we're done. Uh, thanks for listening. Wait, wait, wait. Ned or Cole? Ned or Cole? No. Um, mm, probably not. Ned. Done. Ned. <laughs> that was easy. Bye, guys. Bye.